Welcome to Stuck in the 90s. We are your weekly nostalgia podcast dedicated to chronicling the years 1990 through 1999. We are your hosts together again in one place at one time. My name is Chris Alphick. And I am Connor Thompson. You, you, you kept me hanging there. Yeah, I did. It's like, did you, uh, did you go to Colorado and like change your name? Did you join a cult? My name is Connor Princess Consuela Banana Hammock. That's what I was. Uh, that's what I was wondering about. Yeah, banana hammock. Banana hammock. Yeah, of the uh, it's for friends. Phoebe. Yeah. Phoebe banana hammock. That's a friends joke. I know we don't do those often. Yeah. Well, how about that uh, central perk? Ah. They uh, they get some good coffee there. Anyway, this week we are doing June fourth through through tenth, nineteen ninety nine. We're nearing the end of the nineties in this. Take it away. Let's do it. June fourth. Yeah. How did that old song go? Find out on the web. Can anyone help me? There's an old song. I think it was used in Dr. Pepper commercials a few years ago. All I can remember is something feeling about half past dead writes one poor stumped sod at alt.music.lyrics. That's mm. great start. Oh yeah, use that. The best way that I know how to get a song out of your head that is relentlessly playing and replaying across the synapses of your brain is to hunt down that song and determine who and what it is. Identifying the culprit generally puts an end to the madness. One surefire way to combat repeat brain attacks by bad song lyrics is to log on to the International Lyrics Server and determine that, say, David Soul sang Don't Give Up On Us in 1976 and Set Yourself Free. But not so picture they're painting. (laughs) Right? But not so fast. For the past five months, the International Lyrics Server, widely acknowledged as Zenith in lyrics transcription, has been forced to suspend operation. On January 14th, Swiss police confiscated the servers of the website following a complaint filed by the Harry Fox Agency, which is the licensing arm of the National Music Publishers Association, a trade group in New York representing more than 600 American publishers. You'd think that you would want the public to know what the words to their favorite songs are. Yes. How is that infringement? It is not at all. I mean, the music industry gets really up and up about things like this. And I don't know how this was eventually settled, but... There's tons of lyric sites now, but I've never heard of the International Lyric Server, have you? No, and this sounds like the reason why. Yeah, which is unfortunate that, you know, someone who had the idea first had to fall for potentially other similar sites to succeed. Maybe the site was just a piece of shit, though. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe every song, when you type in the lyrics, just redirects you to Never Gonna Give You Up. Womp womp. All right, let's move on to June 5th. Clinton appoints gay man as ambassador as Congress is away. Over Republican objections, President Clinton today appointed James Hormel as ambassador to Luxembourg, employing a rarely used executive privilege to make him the nation's first openly gay envoy. Mr. Hormel, a San Francisco philanthropist and heir to a meatpacking fortune, there's a joke in there somewhere, was first nominated to the post by Mr. Clinton in 1997. The Senate Foreign Relations Committee approved the nomination, but Senate conservatives blocked it from a vote on the Senate floor. Because, you know. Typical. Yeah. Um, good stuff. I, I like that waning homophobia of the of the late 90s. It's refreshing, I think. I think so. Yeah. Um, also today, Wikipedia lists June 2nd as the date for the finale of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. However, since the show was syndicated, things would air at different times on different channels. I specifically remember Fox 29, our local, 
well, Buffalo, yep. uh, Fox affiliate, airing the finale today, Saturday, June 5th, during the afternoon, because I had it on in the background during my 11th birthday party. Happy birthday. No, I'm not going to do that. Okay, good. Also, I turned 11 today. Happy. June 6th, Sandy Banks is on vacation. That's right, folks. Sandy Banks, again, is on vacation. This that's is, the whole article. That's it. This is definitely not the first time where the LA Times has reported on the whereabouts of the reporter, Sandy Banks, and is probably not the last. Once again, we hope that she enjoyed her vacation. I love coming across this these articles. It's pretty great. Yeah. I mean, Sandy Banks must have been pretty important at the Times. And she appears to have negotiated a hell of a contract. Yeah. Also on this date, bees may be used to detect landmines. Scientists have equipped the insects with tiny radio tags to track their movements. A special machine would be placed in the hive to measure traces of TNT. Honeybees equipped with radio tags no longer than a grain of rice may one day be used to detect landmines on battlefields and elsewhere. As far-fetched as it might seem, a collaborative project seeks to train and track entire colonies of bees that may be conditioned to prefer something other than honey, such as TNT, the primary component of landmines. Ultimately, it may be possible to carry a hive to a site and release the bees to search for explosive or other things, uh, such as methamphetamine-making ingredients or nuclear waste, said Ron Gilbert, who works on uh, electronic systems at the Pacific Northwest National Laboratory. Dope. Yeah, <laughs> I think um, this seems like a good idea, but there's one very obvious consequence that I think this could lead to exploding bees. Worth it. Yeah. I mean, I guess what's the explosive power of a bee? How much is a, let's say, bee's stomach worth of TNT? What kind of blast do you get out of that? Any TNT experts out there, please hit us up and let us know. Also, do not blow up actual bees. I don't think we have to say this, but we're saying it anyway. Don't blow up bees. We need the bees. Probably. Moving on to June 7th. Today, Patch Adams was released on VHS and DVD. I feel like I have a need to mention Patch Adams anytime that I see it. There's quite a buzz around that movie. Go on. Fuck. Can't believe it. Moving on. Uh, also today, Microsoft Explorer is new browser leader. Microsoft's Internet Explorer browser has passed Netscape Navigator and now commands half of the combined corporate and household market for the crucial web surfing tool, uh, according to a study to be released today. How do they know if the study isn't released yet? Sounds like a real hive mind. <sighs> Internet Explorer was installed on 33.8 million personal computers by January 1999, almost twice the number from a year earlier, uh, according to a research group, InfoBeads which conducted the uh, 11,000 interviews with computer users. Netscape was on 32 million computers, or 47% of the market the study found. Almost 60% of those with five or more years of internet experience use Netscape, while only 42% uh, with one year and 51% of those with uh, two years of experience use Netscape. I guess the rest are using Internet Explorer. God, I wish that this group was called InfoBees. Oh, man. June 8th, the government of Colombia announces it will include the estimated value of the country's illegal drug crops exceeding half a billion dollars U.S. in its gross national product. Why not, right? Well, I mean, unbelievable. Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, was also released today, kinda. 
Since we found it kind of weird for a movie to be released in the middle of the week, we dug a bit further to discover uh, that today was actually the Hollywood premiere, as evidenced by photo caption John Stamos and Rebecca Romanen Stamos during Austin Powers' The Spy Who Shagged Me. Unfortunately, the picture didn't load, so we couldn't exactly see how good-looking the couple were in 1999. Even less fortunately... Oh, definitely very good-looking. Oh, yeah. Uh, Even less fortunately, we did find a picture of Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray at the premiere looking incredibly late 90s and carrying a red solo cup. Uh, But on the other end of the spectrum, we also came across a picture of Patrick Stewart doing the Dr. Evil pinky thing. Yeah, that looks pretty cool. Uh, Mark McGrath basically embarrasses me for the decade. Well, yeah. Frosted tips. I don't know what kind of hand motion he's doing. All right. um, Buzzing (laughs) on to June 9th. (laughs) This is now a B podcast. Yeah, B related podcast. Yeah, we'll uh, be covering the B movie next week. We'll be covering. <laughs> All right. Um, ooh, this might sting. Bin Laden joins FBI's most wanted list. The FBI put alleged terrorist mastermind Osama bin Laden and anti abortion activist and accused doctor killer, accused doctor killer, well, James Charles Cop on the Bureau's list of 10 most wanted fugitives. There is a reward of up to $5 million for information leading to the arrest and conviction of bin Laden and $650,000 for information leading to the arrest of Cop. This is over two years prior to 9-11. Well, it just goes to show you that not everything is black and yellow. Black and white. June 10th. An underground pipeline leaks 237 gallons, or 897,000 liters, of gasoline before exploding at Whatcom Falls Park in Bellingham, Washington, killing one adult and two children. Also on this date, the Reform Party of Canada votes to become the Canadian Alliance. I don't have a B pun for that. I don't either. Fuck it. Alright, let's dive into movies and music. Yeah. Uh, there are some good movies this, uh, this week, I think. <laughs> Number one. Ooh, fan favorite, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Which that is you, a wizard movie. You'll be hearing about it shortly. Now that is pot racing. Ah, uh, uh, two was Notting Hill, three was Insect, four, The Mummy. Instinct. The, oh, shit, Instinct. Reading is hard. Uh, at four, we have The Mummy, obviously. The original. The only one that matters. Brendan Fraser, rest in peace, you're not dead, but everyone's fucking treating you like you are. Yeah. Uh, And five was Entrapment. Moving down the list, we've got a couple other things that are definitely worth mentioning. The Matrix is in its 10th week at the box office, still doing pretty well. Yep. Uh, Other things we've got are Never Been Kissed. I think that was Drew Barrymore. Um, Ooh, Analyze This. 10 Things I Hate About You. Ooh, yeah, good stuff. And uh, Election. That that movie bombed, but... And I've never actually seen it. But I want to. October Sky is on here. Jake nice. Gyllenhaal. I like that movie. I love that movie. It's probably in my top 20. Yeah, I think it could be. It could be up there. Um. Ooh, Doug's first movie is down the list here. Nice. That's been there for a while. Um, Ed TV is somehow clinging on after Ed its TV. 77th week. No, that's a oh, wait. week. That's theater counts. It's in oh, 77 theaters. Oh, God. I thought it was on here forever. That makes much more sense. That does. Um, yeah. Okay. That would be... Yeah pretty fucked up okay so let's dive into the billboard where we're only going to discuss the top five albums because that's the, all that matters yeah that's really all yeah. that matters um, take it away this is an incredible week for the late 90s this almost sums up the year 1999 in five albums this is a great week for the late 90s teen girl yeah that's true <laughs> i'm not gonna dispute that but here we go number yeah. one debuting at number one Millennium by the Backstreet Boys. 
that a good song? That had Larger Than Life and... Anyway. There were some classics. Yeah. And num- <laughs> number two, an album that I think defines the late 90s. Oh, yeah. The self-titled Ricky Martin. Livin' La Vida Loca. And didn't you have the... Cu- was the Cup of Life that his song as well? I don't even know what you're talking about. But Livin' La Vida Loca is... Yeah. I know, Live in La Vida Loca, oh. and is the, the other one called She Bangs? Is yes. that actually what it is? I, the, I mean, that's, the, that's the William what Hung the lyrics song. are, but I don't know if that's the name of the song, and it doesn't matter. No, it really doesn't. Uh, because at number three, moving up the list, is Baby One More Time by Britney Spears. Also a very pivotal album of the of 1999. I think Fan so, yeah. Mail by TLC is at number four, also very important. I think this might be TLC's last album. Uh, had some very good late 90s songs, I think. That's number four. At number five, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace uh, with the London Symphony Orchestra. Yeah. The Star Wars movies have great music. You cannot take that away from any of them. Yeah. Um, Duel of the Fates is a really good song. It, it's or score, I guess you'd call it. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's I, I guess at this point we, we could call it classic, right? Oh, I think so. Yeah. We're uh, we're making that declaration right now. The Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace soundtrack is classic. You are welcome, Internet. Uh, let's move into '90s news now. Do you have anything? Oh yeah. Oh shit, there's stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, here. Maniacs. Let, let me. That actually was what I was going to get into after telling you that I was unsuccessful in finding any swag related to Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman. Fuck. I know. Really? I looked. I was in Colorado Springs. Also, the short form for Colorado Springs on their highway signs is Colo Spugs. Colo Spugs? Colo Spugs. I I could go for some Colo Spugs. Colo Spugs. Um, That's all I got. Get into the Animaniac stuff. Also, someone sent us this. Yes. Uh, Did you write their name down? I forgot. Okay, well, thank you to the listener who messaged us on Facebook and basically just said, like, hey, Animaniacs rumors, what's up with that? Is that true? I feel like like we're almost some kind of authority on the 90s now, and that is as endearing as it is incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate that's, it. That's we really true. do. Um, but we had to Google it just like you did. Yeah. And uh, Google came back with this. It sure did. Um, I found an article, and we're going to read a little bit from it. Amblin Television and Warner Brothers Animation are kicking around a brand new version of the hit 90s cartoon uh, the website IndieWire has learned. The potential reboot comes as Animaniacs experienced a new surge in popularity since arriving on Netflix last year. Steven Spielberg, who developed the original show as a follow-up to the success of Tiny Toon Adventures, is expected to be on board in crafting the updated version. I fucking love it. I am am so excited if this materializes into something. It is the Animaniacs. Now... Here is the question that is just burning in my soul right now. Should we get together and drink liquor and binge watch them? Yes. Yes. Okay. That was not your question. That was not my question. That is a statement. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Yeah. If, if they were to keep the theme song the same, they probably won't. But if, how will they approach the line while Bill Clinton plays the sax? While Donald Trump eats his snacks. While Trump avoids his tax. (laughs) Ha! That's so much better. I like snacks, though. Well, yeah. 
Mm. Well, I, I, I know that this is current events. Well, Trump's, but... well, Trump puts hands in slacks. So eh. They already use slacks. That's true. All right. Uh, yeah. So we are both very excited for Animaniacs and pumped. Oh yeah. Let's dive into our '90s spotlight this week. We've been actually talking about this outside of recording the podcast for a little while. So oh, it's, yeah. only, it's only fitting times. that it makes its way back. Austin Powers. And the impact that that had on the 90s. Now, obviously, there were parody movies. These were not new. But Austin Powers was, I think, the first one that was kind of geared toward teenagers. Maybe. Or, or at least, like, like so the naked guns, I don't think, were as, like, teen-friendly. Whereas Austin Powers was really geared toward. Yeah. Targeted towards that age group of 13 yeah. to 18 year olds. Because Naked we had Dumb James Boy. Bond movies. Like we, we, Goldeneye was right in our wheelhouse and oh, yeah. everything thereafter. So it resonated with us. That's true. And, and I guess, yeah, we were probably at the time a bit too young for Spinal Tap, which is incredible. And also I, I feel like Spinal Tap probably tapped that, huh, that teenage market sector as well, but not not that's a mockumentary not so much a parody movie and it's just a straight up comedy even at the time austin powers was just such an absurd hilarious thing that it was incredible i i really liked it uh as we mentioned this week the spy who shagged me the sequel to austin powers came out and the fanfare that it had around it uh just looking at some of the photos from the hollywood premiere even though i can't find uh john stamos but right. you know there were there were celebrities like mark mcgrath and patrick stewart uh green day was there and then there were there were dozens of people this was a cultural phenomenon at the time people really love these movies i'd like to read the backside of the vhs so if you're in your local <laughs> blockbuster or in our case video 2000 this is what it reads it's a smashing Shagadelic party as Mike Myers of Wayne's World 1 and 2 and So I Married Next Murder and Elizabeth Hurley from Dangerous Ground star in a nonstop hilarious comedy adventure. Frozen in the 60s, secret agent Austin Powers, Myers, is thawed back into action once again uh, to once again battle his archenemy Dr. Evil. With his sexy sidekick, Miss Kensington, Hurley, Austin must stop Dr. Evil's outrageous plot to control the world. But first, this time warp swinger must get hip quick and discover that there's no free love in the 90s. An all-star supporting cast include Michael York, Robert Wagner, Mimi Rogers, and Carrie Fisher make Austin Powers a wacky, far-out trip you won't forget. And the immediate quote below the print and above a picture of Austin Powers' boot is hilarious. And I think that sums it up pretty well. Uh, there's something about... There's also something that is so uniquely 90s about that idea of culture shock relating to the culture of the 90s. Uh, this is not the only movie that did it. Things like, um, what's the Brendan Fraser movie? Blast oh, from the Past. Yeah, Blast from the Past. Yeah. Also, I mean, not a secret agent, not a James Bond parody, but more or less features the plot of someone being removed from, from time for upwards of 30 years and then being shocked by how different the world has become in that time and i think that's really cool yeah for the record siskel and eber gave it two thumbs up really uh and also there's been no siskel and ebert replacement there's no defining authority maybe rotten tomatoes i think so rotten Probably. tomato the internet itself as an entity has that's replaced a shame. it it is because uh when 
Oh, yeah, because we had Ebert and Roper, and Ebert passed away, what, last year? Maybe the year before? Yeah, fairly recently. And I don't know if Roper is still... Uh... I don't know. It doesn't matter. They're they're not Siskel and Ebert. They're not yeah. two thumbs up. Yeah, exactly. And more importantly, we've been talking about it like everything from the 90s. We just mentioned Animaniacs, uh, Power Rangers. There's been so many things that have been receiving reboots, remakes, or continuations in this decade. I don't know if it's exactly time for an Austin Powers continuation, but if not, I feel like it's close. And more importantly, no reboots. I don't want to see Austin Powers starring Tom fucking Cruise. Although we've already seen that. We have technically at the beginning of, it was 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 the second one, right? Oh no, it was Goldmember. That's right. That was the best part of Goldmember. It was, it it really was. The opening sequence to Goldmember is the best part of the movie. Without a doubt. I think it's almost time. Yeah. A, A remake, a terrible idea, but I think there are so many ingenious things that they could do oh, with yeah. Austin's uh, with getting like old bring Austin back Michael Caine oh yeah, yeah bring right? back Michael Caine that's it smart. could be it could be good somehow work the rock into it if you can work the rock into it then I mean you already have you already have a smash hit yeah have you seen Baywatch yet I've not I've heard it's god awful really I want to yeah. see it I, I know care. I kind of do I don't too. care anyway oh that's another <sighs> 90s remake yeah Baywatch. And, yeah I think they could there's so many things that they could do uh, they could construct the opening sequence around this kind of conversation, this idea that everything is being remade and retooled and poke fun at that because that's what a parody movie like Austin Powers does best. We have five ultra serious James Bond movies that have come out since the release of Goldmember. That's a lot to work with. That is a lot to work with. Just Especially if Austin and... goes to Scotland. Yeah. Well, because that's what uh, Skyfall. Oh, yeah. Yes, right? He could have fucking, I don't know, Shagfall? Should we get real? Oh, Shagfall. Shagfall. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, more on that later. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll come back sometime and we'll uh, we'll give you our, our treatment of Austin Powers for Shagfall. Every week on the show, we bring you a sponsor, sometimes real, sometimes fictitious. If you'd like to be an actual sponsor for the show, it costs you $10 or... The equivalent amount of tacos. Yes. Send us 10 bucks or $10 worth of tacos. We will plug your wares. But for now, here's a commercial for a thing that may or may not support the podcast. And I may or may not have found it on YouTube. The easiest just got easier. Introducing America Online new version 5.0 with all new features so it's easier to stay in touch and easier to get started. AOL new version 5.0. So easy to use, no wonder it's number one. Call now and we'll sign you up right over the phone. How about that product and or service? I I wholeheartedly endorse that product and or service. You better not cut in something like <laughs> like Preparation H or something. It's Ashley Madison. Oh, I mean, Ashley Madison. Was there a 90s Ashley Madison, like oh. newspaper ads? Oh, that probably. Encouraged Oh, there were Oh, yeah. Good stuff, though. Yeah. Uh, good product and or service. For sure. Maybe. Um, I think that's about it. You got anything else? Uh, no, I think... Uh... We'll get into the usual spiel. As always, you can find us online at StuckInThe90sPodcast.com, Facebook.com slash StuckInThe90sPodcast. Twitter is Sit90s. Uh, let's see. Instagram, StuckInThe90sPodcast. It's pretty cool, I guess. We haven't been posting much on it lately. Uh, Connor just got back from Colorado. I just got back from uh, Tobermory. I had a I had a raccoon steal my, steal my garbage. We got it back, though. Um, next week... 
We're doing a week. We're definitely doing a week. It's, we haven't figured it it's out. It's in the 90s because that's what the podcast is about. Exactly. One yeah. day we might throw a curveball and just give you like, I don't know, 2011. But probably not because that would not be stuck in the 90s. That would be stuck in 2011. And that's not what we are. Fact. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I got nothing else to add. All right. For now. The podcast is, is now over. over.